This episode of the Adventure Game Engine Interest Series was brought to us in part by our Portal Maker patrons, Griffith Locke and Leona. We couldn't do this show without folks like you. Thank you. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. Welcome to the Aegis, Ecolite. We have so many portals, so many wondrous things to show you. But today, I think this one will be perfect. Welcome to the Adventure Game Engine Interest Series. These portals will take you to many worlds. Let's see where they lead today. My name is Ren. Uh, sitting next to me is... Keith. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Going well. Very good. Glad you could join us tonight. Say, I Have I missed one of these yet? Uh, I... No, the last one we recorded was a little while ago. Uh, so... My memory does not extend back that far, apparently. There was one you did with, like, mm-hmm. um, some other, a specific person, a specific game topic. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't there for that one. Fair. But it's like, I'm just, I'm just part of it now. It's easy. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you could join. And, of course, you are not required to be here, but if you're having, if you're having a good time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I would not, let's say I do not want to keep you here as a hostage. This is supposed. This is a fun place to be. Sometimes it's fun to be a hostage. And on that note, uh, Jess might be joining us a little later. Uh, but right now, um, Jess is taking some time to decompress. Things have been wild in the real world, as I'm sure many of us can relate to. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Ray Yeager has heard you, but heard the heard the Edge Lord comment. I mean, <laughs> we have a couple of folks in the chat. Thank you, Fall, for joining us. Uh, and of course, uh, folks out there, you can find us at Twitch uh, at Twitch TV uh, slash Aegis Podcast if you'd like to join us when we're recording. Um, but uh, today we're gonna go straight into getting kind of mad well maybe not straight into it we got some preamble no no but... no. there's a free action you always raise first <laughs> round yeah absolutely uh but we did a poll a little while ago it's probably about time i start i put up another poll for the next episode um and everyone got angry everyone got angry apparently uh actually incidentally uh mo- we, we we were asking folks about what specializations they wanted us to cover and i put up a couple of ones that i thought sounded really cool and interesting and Everybody went for... Uh, most of the votes came from the Nexus Discord. Thank you, everybody. Uh, for the Berserker. Everyone was very excited about getting grumpy. Which, you know, I, I can absolutely relate to. It's still my, one of my favorite specializations. If I ever, got to, if I ever get to play an age game uh, that allows the Berserker, that is one that I would be very much hard-pressed to not go to. It works. It does what it says on the tin. It has good benefits that always, uh, not always, 
But you know, mm-hmm. sword go burr. <laughs> Pick up sword go burr. Let's see. Hit. Okay, cool, cool. I hit the button. Oh, on oh, yeah. Buttons. Buttons. Look at me. Oh, I'm hitting at buttons, and they're not sending uh, a huge blast of sound effects into the listeners all at once no i really prefer it though (laughs) (laughs) i mean it can be fun if i don't actually select the 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 search bar and then i hit and then i type in the word magical and you just hear like eight explosions two ice spells a chainsaw and wilhelm oh my god (laughs) there is a certain amount of fun in it uh but uh first we're gonna go and be meeting our fellow portal makers Chaos Beats, Keith, appreciates all the noise. That was supposed to be a little louder, but here we are. Uh, Let's see, our fellow portal makers are our fellows on the D20 radio network. As you folks probably already heard from the the bumper at the top, we're a proud member of the D20 radio network, which is uh, a collection of podcasters dedicated to geekery, gaming, uh, and other fine topics. Uh, but this episode we are going to be featuring a particular show, and this show is the latest addition to the D20 Radio Network. They joined us fairly recently, although they are not exactly what we would call a new news show. They've got like 90-something episodes already. Mm. They're, jo- they're joining us a little late, uh, but, and I'm kind of sad that Molly isn't here to hear about this one, because I bet you she would get a big kick out of this one. Uh, but it is called Werewolf the Podcast. It is about, naturally, Werewolf the Apocalypse. Uh, In their own words, join one of the most dedicated communities of RPG fans for one of the most beloved and classic institutions in tabletop roleplay, Werewolf the Podcast. Werewolf the the Podcast is a retrospective... The institutions in tabletop roleplay, pardon me, Werewolf the Apocalypse. Werewolf the Podcast (laughs) is the podcast show, not the roleplaying game. But the podcast is a retrospective podcast about the game Werewolf the Apocalypse, reviewing, deconstructing, and discussing the game in all of its forms from first edition to today. Uh, again, they're, they're, they're new to us at the D20 Radio Network, so we welcome them with open arms. And their most recent episode, uh, they've got a couple of folks on to talk about a Kickstarter that started fairly recently from the folks at Onyx Path, uh, who are going to be kickstarting a book that I believe is called The Apocalyptic Records. Uh, and this book is, uh, has under, is undertaking the Titanic uh, adventure of collecting the story of Werewolf the Apocalypse. Uh, into one volume as a sort of setting book. <laughs> I have the button, Ray Yeager. Although I do appreciate the Willy Wonka reference. Thank you, thank you. Uh, the good folks at Werewolf talk about uh, what's in the book. Uh, the ki- about mentioned that the Kickstarter is going on right now, and you can still get in at the ground floor. Uh, as of this recording, I think they still have 29 days left. They're already funded. They funded very quickly, so the book is definitely happening. If you'd like to get it quickly, then you should definitely head over to Kickstarter uh, and find the apocalyptic records of Werewolf of Werewolf the Apocalypse uh, as part of their Werewolf's twentieth anniversary edition that's coming around now. I think that's what I think that's their fifth edition, if I'm not mistaken. All I know is that after listening to this, there's a, a tongue twister. Oh no! Werewolf the Apocalypse, apocalyptic the records, mm. like. Play uh, Werewolf the Podcast. All of them keep jumping in. <laughs> uh, Werewolf the Apocalypse Podcast, etc. You did well. Oh, thank you. Uh, you can find the links to Werewolf the Podcast 
on their Patreon and their social media in our show notes, and they will be in the description of this episode on your podcatcher. Uh, so now we have uh, taken a look at our fellow portal makers. Why don't we have a look uh, through the portals to see the future? Welcome to the future. We're watching the portals. We saw physical copies of Ships of the Expanse at Gen Con this year. The physical copies should be showing up in your friendly local gaming store, uh, so that you folks can, so that you, fo that you spacers out there can get physical copies and look at the lovely spaceship maps and some exciting new rules for running spaceship-bound adventures in the Expanse. Ooh. Or if you're like me, you're going to be stealing all of this stuff uh, for to be used in uh, your fantasy age game. Have some ship-to-ship -ship combat. That sounds like fun. I'm I I was curious about you and Starfinder, and mm -hmm. I was surprised it didn't take you away from us entirely. <laughs> it's very cool. Um, Iron Gods was a bit more my speed because I liked the mixture of okay uh, of low tech fighting uh, uh, smashing into high tech. Okay. Um, I liked the genre smashing, although Starfinder does have a lot of genre smashing in it. Yeah, but all you know, there's also things like Star Wars needs spaceships and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So for sure, it just wasn't you know all that stuff is definitely an option for you. Starfinder has very good starship combat. Yeah, yeah. a lot of that stuff I have considered. I think for an age game, maybe just a bit too crunchy. It still kind of works. I see mm -hmm. flecks of the inspiration in the sessions you've ran for us where, mm -hmm. you know, uh, we need a, a character who can do blank. And you might even have tailor-made it to our party. A little bit, yeah. So that uh, each of us can be somewhere. It may not be something as mm -hmm. uniquely designed or as far-reaching to include, like, if you had four rogues, they sit down to a Starfinder table and... Right they still be able to fly the ship somewhat mm -hmm. you know but it's a uh, it was still done very well oh good like, and you can still even without adding more crunch you can still cause skill checks mm -hmm. as needed so um i don't think it's it's out of the realm to really say these aren't cross compatible they're at least cross inspirational for sure let's see angry in space angry in space <laughs> Uh, while we're looking through these portals, uh, why don't we go ahead and peek through a new portal at our fan creation spotlight. Welcome to the fan creation spotlight, peeking through a new portal. This episode, we have two offerings from the good folks around the Green Ring Discord, and I'm a big fan of both of these. Uh, first, we are featuring uh, Vlad Gen X's Titan's Grave homebrew document. Uh, this has probably been lurking around on the Green Running Discord, especially around the Titans Graves uh, channel, for a good long while. Uh, it, oh yes, uh, I think Jess should be just fine. Also, hello Oblivious, glad you could join us. Uh, so, Vlad Gen X, someone, is, uh, someone that you could meet on the Green Running Discord, and they've done a lot of work with this Titans Grave homebrew. Uh, the document, the link to the document will be, uh, in the show notes and you should be able to find a link to it right now. If you go to our blog, uh, which is goodness, age interest series, uh, dot home dot blog. If you go to the resources for your game page, you can find it under fantasy age and it's boy, it's a lot. 
we could take a whole episode to dissect everything that's in this thing, and it's it's clearly a labor of love that has been uh, added to over the years. You can find new ancestries, new focuses, uh, optional rules like, but not limited to, uh, skill synergy, focused specializations, focus proficiency, taking after Pathfinder 2nd Edition and D&D 5, uh, new rules for multiple defense scores, a remixed action points rules called luck, uh, new rules for corruption, new specializations, new talents, arcana, initiative stunts, equipment. Vlad Genix has got a little something for everybody in here. It's, it's a lot. And uh, it's, it's very impressive. Insert gif of Oprah Winfrey just handing out prizes. <laughs> you get an optional rule, and you get an optional rule. You get a specialization. <laughs> Talents for everyone. They do have drones in the back of that book, which are part of a specialization, and I, they find a lot of good art for it, too. Uh, so, even if you don't play Titan's Grave, I am sure Vlad would not mind someone borrowing something for their game. From his uh, four, what is it? I think this is version four point two of his Titan's Grave amalgamation. I think you'll like it. You have to take a look. Second, uh, we have a submission from Lucille Tinsley uh, and their Dragon Age reference sheet and tables. You can find the link for this uh, through our resources for your game page. If you go through the Dragon Age page, it'll actually take you to the Old Wonders of Thetis resources for your game. Uh, and I believe you should find this one under GMing options. Lucille mentioned that their players forgot rules fairly often at the table, and this gorgeous document supplies their players, and potentially yours, with all the common rules that they might need. Uh, and for players who like to utilize poisons, they have recently added the rules for poison making onto the sheet. It's like a GM sheet, but for players. Yeah. A GM screen, but for players. It honestly looks like you if you printed it out on something very tough, it would be a GM screen. yeah. They did a very good job making it. It looks very professional. This seems good for me as I want to do things correctly. And you, you've mm-hmm. seen me in game where it's yeah. just like, ah, hmm, how to do... What's this? a good idea here? Anyone have good ideas? I I don't think I've done that too much. Yeah. I, I'm more referencing like, I know this rule set exists, <laughs> but what gotcha. is... What is the risk reward here? Because I can't calculate it. Because I mm-hmm. don't know what happens. <laughs> like, what is That's this fair. table? Do I need to roll an eighty-five and I just have a d ten? Like, etc. <laughs> etc. Et so right. Yeah, I hear you. So uh, let's see. So if you folks fancy have any, feel like Keith, you should grab one of these. Uh, it is of course free, free to be shared and downloaded from our resources for our game page. Uh, print it. Hand it to your players. It's got some uh, references to particular rules. Uh, it is Dragon Age focused, uh, but it has got references to particular rules like where the spells start getting listed, where the equipment gets listed, where talents are. Um, it has a couple of frequently asked questions on the front of it. Uh, let's see. What are some of these? Because I really, really like how these some, how some of these turned out. Yes, take me through the link. Thank you very much. I appreciate you, Google. You do, you Google Docs, you're doing good today. Here we go. Right at the front, uh, when in doubt, it's probably an ability check. You can always argue a different focus. Uh, at the start of combat, if you haven't done so outside of initiative, remember that you have to ready your weapon as a, ma- as a minor action. Uh, your companions have many abilities, calling upon them to get you out- call upon them to get you out of a bind, especially as our adventures become more and more dangerous. 
they uh, have, oh yes, things to remember about ability tests. It's a very lovely table that mostly is a GM-facing kind of thing, but it can be very good for players to see. Uh, they also include things like the attack roll modifiers, the table for stacking effects, which is I, which is kind of buried in the in the in the Dragon Age book. I believe it's at the front of the spells, but it's very good to see. It just adds that rule of thumb that if you are getting the same same power twice, it doesn't stack. If you're getting it from multiple sources, then it probably does stack. Uh, I also noticed that they included uh, as part of the list of. Uh, major and minor actions, they included a free action to cry. Oh. I'm not quite sure what kinds of games you're running, Lucille, but... I mean... More power to you. Klein approves. <laughs> I'm sure Klein would be happy to know that uh, his action economy will not be harmed. I could cry so hard, guys. <laughs> How many free actions do I get? I wonder if Jess's ears are burning. Uh... But thank you, Lucille. Thank you, Vlad Gen X. You can find all of these creations and more archived in our resources for your game page on our blog, ageinterestseries.home.blog. If you'd like to share your custom adventure game engine content, send a message to agespodcast, A-G-E-I-S podcast at gmail.com. Send it to us through our Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud accounts, or send a personal message to Caught the Protector on the D20 Radio Discord or the Green Running Age Appropriate Discord. That's yeah. me. Uh, let me find the big button, because I think it's about time for today's lesson from the Nexus. Welcome, everybody, to the Nexus. Well, no, I guess this isn't the Nexus. I can't say that. Uh, the Nexus is already a place that exists. And it's a lovely Discord. You should go check it out. They do a lot of age games there. A lot of Dragon Age in particular. That uh, sound effect was far too chase for what's about to come out of it. <laughs> uh, today we are specializing in rage. <laughs> we are talking about the Berserker spec today. Uh, I should probably I should probably mention that a couple of something that's a couple of folks have brought up is uh, when we were back in Wonders of Fatus, we talked about the Berserker. And that was, I think, like four, four or five years ago. Yeah. It was a hot second ago. Um, I feel like we've grown a little wiser, uh, a little more experienced since then. We've gotten through... But weapons still go thwack. Weapon does still go thwack, and it go even thwacker if yeah. you are a hacker. It's the thwackiest. <laughs> It'll thwack ya. It'll thwack ya good. Uh, this is a spec that has been around since Dragon Age, and it has pretty much remained unchanged through Fantasy Age and Blue Rose. It it's good. It do good. It's fun. It doesn't it doesn't overshadow. It doesn't it doesn't mean that other people shouldn't play other things. It doesn't mean people should not play it. It good. Hmm. It's I mean, if I get the chance to put some on the table myself, I will definitely be considering it. Uh First, where can you find it? Uh, you can find it in the Dragon Age Core Rulebook on page 71. Incidentally, for folks who are cracking open that Dragon Age book, Arachnophobia warning, there is a giant spider on the facing page. Yeah. And I somehow always manage to turn to, one, to that page when I have the Core Rulebook around Jess, and I always feel bad. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking in the Fantasy Age Basic Rulebook, uh, you'll find it on page 49. And if you're looking in the Blue Rose Rulebook, you'll find it on page 81. 
Blue Rose has Berserker. It does. Oh no. They change a couple things around about it, and they actually make a couple of mentions about how it might have interact with Blue Rose, the world in particular, which we will come to, because I like Berserker. It does have some particular kinds of danger in Blue Rose. It, when I think of Blue Rose, I just think of, like, Hot Springs episode animes, <laughs> because that was my only interaction uh-huh. with Blue Rose, was these three... Uh, essentially yaoi bait uh, adventurers on an island and uh, I had to leave halfway through because my my ride came so I never got to see what happened but I heard that the other two like fell in love under the sunset amazing but uh... (laughs) they perhaps succumbed to their passions like you berserkers out there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like i mean that's a one ya- way to say it. a blue a, a yaoi episode a yaoi anime with a hot springs episode mm-hmm. there's more passions and rage happening but rage is a good one rage is a good one uh so hey hello everyone out there have have you ever felt angie <clears throat> have you ever wanted to smash stuff uh maybe the puny fuel puny fools who got in your way For those who access a deep well of rage through their emotions, the Berserker is the specialization for you. In all of its iterations, it is a warrior-only spec, and that is likely not going to change anytime soon. Uh, In Dragon Age, the Berserker was originally a tradition of the warrior cast in Orzammar. Uh, It is a bit unclear exactly when it began, but it has remained due to its effectiveness in driving back the Darkspawn, who have been known to cower before a squadron of charging ragers. This tradition of harnessing the terror of war into a potent weapon was not easy. It required peak physical prowess and a mental control over rage when not in combat. Ogren tells your warden in Origins that they should find something that angers them or terrifies them, something that they can reach into and take power from to destroy their foes. The tradition was passed on to the Avar and the Frostbacks, then to the Ash Warriors, and it has since spread across Thetis. In Blue Rose, you would be hard-pressed to find a Berserker in Aldis. A life of violence and battle is more useful to the Dark Masters of Kern, but some still find that their deep anger or hurt can be channeled into this specialization to create a more productive outlet for their emotions. The life of a Berserker in Blue Rose can carry the risk of corruption, should the violence go too far, so it rather, remains rather rare in many places. Uh, and in Fantasy Age... I don't know. What do you want it to do? This is a fantasy age. You do whatever you dang well please. Uh, the interpretation... It is up, what the Berserker's place in the world is is up to the interpretation of individual world builders. Aubergine's is mostly joy. Yeah. I really like the way you interpret Aubergine's Berserker. It's just, can I do it? Yeah. And that sheer thrill of the sword and the heroism coming mm-hmm. out of it. And, and just it. kind of like... Not really, like, losing yourself, but just, like, having all of yourself go, 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 go. This was, this is the moment everything I've done worked for. And, oh, maybe I can just swing it differently this time. What are you, <laughs> you practice this a million times beforehand. But, yeah, I could drop from the chandelier here. But what if I did it this way? I really, I really, really enjoy a, uh, enjoy a joy-based berserker. It's, it's very good. Incidentally, it would be very good for a Blue Rose campaign. A joy-based... Joy-based berserker. Blue Rose. Oh my god. So, Jess and Molly, last night, we were all giggling about how we just made Blue Rose characters for a Fantasy Age game. 
You did. We really did. You did. <laughs> Rogue with a heart of gold who suddenly is smarter than everybody else. Uh-huh. Uh, cry McCry. Emotion Boy. <laughs> Emotion Boy TM. <laughs> Emotion Boy Color. Emotion wait, Boy wait. Advance. There's a... There's there's an iteration of Himbo in here somewhere. Like <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Uh... Emobo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I am with this, but I like it. I need uh, to stop drinking the tea. Uh, Himbotions? Himbotions. Mm, oh, God. A stretch. Um, Kleinbo? Kleinbo. <laughs> I mean, yes. Either way. Either way. Uh, we were also debating about whether or not if we took... Uh, our sheep folk for our sheep folk character into Blue Rose if she would just turn into a Raiden so she would just just be a talking just be a psychic sheep <laughs> no just, I she'd, mean bad she would <laughs> just be like a, she'd just be a dub wool that has electricity powers just extra static mm -hmm. just blame it on the static electricity yes but she's touching oh. the ground <laughs> there's no way for her to build up static well, you're going to have to explain that to the lightning bolt. Angry bat. <laughs> Angry bot. <laughs> Angry bleat. <laughs> Don't use logic here. I'm trying to deceive you. I mean, bah. Bah. <laughs> uh, so, the Berserker. What does it do? Is the next big question. Uh, the prerequisites are you have to be a warrior. In all three iterations, Dragon Age, Fantasy Age, Blue Rose, you have to have the warrior class. Uh, you have to have a, if you are playing Fantasy Age or Blue Rose, you need a strength and a willpower of two or higher. If you are playing Dragon Age, you need three or higher in both. Uh, you do get your first spec a little later, Dragon Age, so you got some time to figure it out. Uh, you get it at level six instead of four. Uh, for the novice degree, it reads, you can drive yourself into a fury. First, you must expend a minor action to become berserk. Check, Re get angry. Get angry. Uh, you receive a plus two bonus on willpower courage and willpower morale tests while berserk. You also receive a plus one bonus to your damage rolls in melee combat. However, you suffer a minus one penalty to defense and to perception tests while berserk. You return to normal at the end of the encounter or if you force yourself out of your berserk state with another minor action. Uh, I am reading the Blue Rose writing for this. That's much better. Um, right. Cause it's stating how to end it and mm -hmm. to start it. Like, I had to look up the type of action Yes. in Fantasy Age. In Fantasy Age and Dragon Age, they both call it, uh, you use an activate action, which and is a minor action, but that is an But extra. you have to go look for that. You have to figure out mm -hmm. what an activate is in right. terms of action economy. Mm -hmm. It's a much, much better yeah. reading. So this one's a bit more clear. There's a minor action to enter Berserk, a minor action to leave, or once you finish the encounter, you fall out of it automatically. Uh, so... Plus, t you get plus two on willpower, courage, and morale tests, and plus one to damage rolls. That's that's pretty nice. Most modes don't. Most modes don't give you that. Say in a game that tries to corral you to not really get past five, as mm -hmm. far as like what, like stats that you yeah. just add to things. A plus one is nice, but then two other plus twos at the same time. Have you seen Aubergine's will? I have. I can see it in roll 20, and uh, he it's something. do not care if it's not what he's doing. <laughs> he's he, he, too, he, he not afraid of anything. 
like I didn't realize it with some of the extra stuff you've added, uh, some of the extra systems you've mm-hmm. added to the game, the title systems. Yeah, I've accidentally created an uns- an unstoppable will of a of a fourteen year old. This party, the, the party in our, our uh, trail of the intruder is very high willpower focused. Everyone's got a real high willpower, but it turn, when, turns when Aubergine, out very well, though. Yeah, it does. I, I I think I tend to make you folks need that high willpower. It, it was entirely an accident that Aubergine got to it. But yeah, when raging, it is a stupid number. I think it's a nine? That's pretty good. Like, so while we're in combat, you better get me while I'm sleeping to a hope for a seven. Yeah, pretty much. But like... That's rough. Do you have the courage focus? You probably do. Uh, I don't believe I do. Okay. I mean, it can only go up from here. I guess I could take it just because um, I'm running out of stuff to do on my okay. off levels. Ah, that so, would be a good off level thing to do. Yeah. If you're playing a warrior, willpower is going to be an, uh, a secondary ability for you. The secondary ability, like going from primary to secondary, mm-hmm. um, it's so much easier to get focused in your secondary. For sure. And to a point, it was hard to not keep putting points in will. Because it helped me with so many other things. It's very good. Um, and then so now I'm, I'm happy to put points in other places. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there was one retroact. I'm not sure if you've checked the latest um, sheets, but like... I have not. Uh, when are... I fucked up my reading on specializations, mm-hmm. I thought I would get another... At 13, I could put my second point into communication. Ah, gotcha. That's not real. <laughs> that was incorrect. Uh, so willpower went down. Okay. And went into there. Gotcha. So I gotcha. You're fine. That is just fine. Uh, let's see. What comes next? Journeyman. Journeyman comes after novice. Uh, <laughs> your rage becomes more potent. While berserk, you gain the same bonuses and penalties as described in the novice entry, but your damage bonus in melee combat increases to plus three. Fuck some shit up. Is that's like? I think I think for a lot of folks who maybe come from like D twenty based games. Uh, especially folks who maybe cut their teeth on like old, like older versions of Dungeons and Dragons, like three five, three five, Pathfinder one e. Mm-hmm. Plus three doesn't sound like a lot, but man, it adds up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so like, I I have like two d six on the weapon itself, mm-hmm. and then like a plus one, um, from. Mm-hmm. The, uh, what's it called? Like, the masterwork Master qualities, yeah. The strength goes into it again. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, a plus six or seven. Mm-hmm. Plus three is plus half three of more. that. Plus three more is pretty good. Plus three is is, is a big jump from mm-hmm. seven to ten. Um, and it, it really does, it really does seem quite hard. Like, the only, like, for a while, just because Eunice was bypassing, um... Armor, armor with uh, penetrating damage. Yeah, uh, and she could she could totally out damage me if she wanted, but she's gone more the the fate stuff. Mm-hmm. And I then think she's really feeling yeah, it. Like and then uh, what's it called? Molly shooting for like critical stri- You know, like higher decks. Yeah, she's crushing it. She can do. She can definitely outdo me if the decks is in her favor. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this it, point, it most likely will be. Yeah. So like she she definitely came to and has some excellent stunt point management. Mm-hmm. Um, sadly, I don't get the stunt point management, but every round being able to swing in with that big of a hit, it makes a very large difference mm-hmm. when armor rating is like a ten or something. 
When you have to contend with higher armor ratings, you'll be happy to have those the high static bonus. That plus three halves most people's armor. Some good stuff. Like, it just... It, it doesn't matter your armor. Mm-hmm. I'm taking down ten of it before, I, before damage is applied. Yes. And so... Uh, I actually do want to go back because I forgot to mention something that minus one to defense and perception while you are berserk. Mm-hmm. Uh, that minus one to defense doesn't look like a lot on paper, but with age not really having a lot of big numbers, especially most folks probably not getting a particularly high defense, uh, that can hurt you a bit more than you maybe expect. I quite literally gave up on defense. Yeah. It was just so hard, without gold, to invest in armor. Mm-hmm. It just is impossible for my character to have defense without yeah. giving up my build. So it, I just it's hard I to do. It's hard to do defense when you're going with a two-handed build because you yeah. can't get a shield up. So, like honestly, I just went for armor rating so mm-hmm. that when the blows came in, they got they got dampened. Yes, and it sucks That's when they don't. Go. And sometimes some of the enemies you throw out definitely don't give a shit about armor like I do. Mm-hmm. Like, the, sa- the same amount of shits I give, zero? Yeah, it comes the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, <laughs> yeah, the the idea of of defense mm-hmm. can mesh with this, but you've got to go in with that being your primary... you got to be um, thinking about it. Yeah, like, if you want a one-hander berserk, like, you go at it, but just, you're not really swinging that often. You have a smaller hit dice. Mm-hmm. You get that shield, that shield is nice. But like that extra whole extra that whole extra dice of damage, and um, especially when you get stunt points off of it, that action mm-hmm. economy, I I feel will always make up for it. Yeah, end the fight sooner before you take more hits. That's fair. Uh, finally, when you hit master degree, your fury is unstoppable. When berserk, you can perform the lethal blow combat stunt for four stunt points instead of the usual five. That's also a pretty big one, because that is... Getting a discount on a 5 stun point stunt is not very common. The, Especially not one that lets you add 2d6 damage. And for anybody who's not used to allotting stunt points, 5 mm-hmm. is a weird cutoff. Mm-hmm. It There's is. nothing you can do with one that really that really takes place. So the 5, go, being able to get a 6 to break into a 4 and a 2, mm-hmm. means that you can swing those extra d, 2d6... In addition to, why not cut their armor in half? Or, you know, yeah, or use... Add use, another mighty blow. Add add another d6 to it. Like, Put more on there. There's a lot There's a lot you can do with this. and mm-hmm. um, For sure. It's just that the idea of being able to get a 2 instead of a 1 opens up mm-hmm. damage potential. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of people wouldn't think that damage potential should be in stunt points, but they really should. Mm-hmm. Like... Get yourself a way to die. Get a high, <laughs> like just cheat, guys. Cheat. Just points cheat. are awesome. We're we're this is the Aegis podcast telling you to cheat at your games. Win at life. <laughs> win at the games, and you win at everything. No, but um, joking aside, mm-hmm. it feels good when it happens, it and does. um, when it doesn't happen, it just makes it more sweet when it does. So don't don't cheapen yourself by cheating. Uh, let the let the flow let the blows flow. Mm-hmm. Let the blows flow. Has that minus one to perception tests ever really come up you for you? Never asked me to look at a damn thing during combat. During a fight, 
the minus one to perception probably isn't going to come up very much. If you wanted to sneaky somebody, if there was like a sneak attack damage, mm-hmm. but sneak attack damage is just dexterity based. In Dragon Age, it was different, uh, and that might this might be this might have been something that maybe was considered when they were doing writing Dragon Age instead of Fantasy Age, because in Dragon Age, uh, rogues got backstab, which as a minor action you make a stealth check against their perception uh, to approach them from an angle they don't expect. And if you beat their perception test, then you, you get an extra plus two to hit and an extra d6 to damage. And uh, then I f- almost feel for for age, it almost could be appropriate. That minus one to defense, again, like I said, ah, fuck mm-hmm. it. it. It's not going up any higher. Um, mm-hmm. But You're also, get a lot of like, anyway. being reckless can be a minus one to armor. Ooh. Mm. Like we said, there's a lot of power in here. Um, a minus one to armor would just make that hit do a little bit more. As long as you're not getting hit by six things around. Ideally, no. Ideally, yes. If you're if you're getting surrounded by six things, man, you got balls. Y- yeah, um, go for it. Or, Get it. Or uh, ovaries. Either way, you're going for it. And uh, fortify. Yeah. So getting yourself surrounded as somebody who has nothing built in for defense and actively has less <laughs> defense um yeah, yeah, they can get a little hairy it's a path but uh it yeah. is a path but you know that also means that you are now in a target rich environment yeah yeah and if you're a warrior you're also getting discounts on dual strike i absolutely wish they're like dual strike or are the cleave? Mm-hmm. What's the cleave called in this game? It's dual strike. That is dual strike. Lightning strike is the one. Light, lightning attack is making a second attack. Uh, yeah. Dual strike is hitting two people with the same hit. Dual strike is so nice because mm-hmm. if you had a big enough hit to hit one friend, mm-hmm. it, you are more likely to hit another friend. So if you hit the big one, you can of course go off to any other little mm-hmm. ones. If you hit a little one, you can always just add another little one to it. Yeah. So you know you can kind of kind of base your knowledge of the game to kind of spread out that damage potential but uh yeah that plus three across two things another that dice is just replicated it's Mm -hmm. just it all works out so well especially once you start getting into some later levels and you're just generating more stun points than usual or you've got friends who are getting you more stun points or friends who are actively foregoing turns to just hand you stun points (laughs) yeah oh my god that's coming along uh, so if you're looking for raw damage dealing as a warrior, this is this is one of the this is a, a, an excellent way to go. Smite be, makes right. Smite makes right. Uh, next, PSA, no, it does not. But also, <laughs> uh, next, uh, I wanted to mention some talent and arcana combos that can work very well for folks who are playing berserkers. Uh, first is armor training. You know, your defense is going to take a bit of a hit for getting Berserk. You're getting a lot of benefits for being Berserk, but that minus one to defense does push you down that bell curve a little bit. And once the bell curve starts moving up, uh, moving a little farther along, then it, you're going to be ta- probably taking a lot of hits. I, I basically am surprised when I block something. Right. Uh, so getting armor training can reduce that incoming damage by letting you equip heavier armor. And once you hit Master Degree letting you still get half your armor rating even if you take a penetrating hit that's always nice thinking about it it's it's worth thinking about like it, you get a bit more mileage out of it the heavier and heavier armor you wear but you yeah. can still make it work for you i think uh i haven't 
truly gone down that path yet. Mm -hmm. Just because we've had no gold to invest in things yet, so. Gotcha. Uh, that may change once we go, once we come back. We're trying to figure it out. We're figuring it out. We, we're, <laughs> we're trying to sell an ill-begotten ship. You know, you steal an airship and find the right place to fence the pieces. You know, it's fun. Uh, dual weapon style can help you shore up your defense uh, and help you get more hits in, maximizing your overall damage. The individual hits will have probably fewer dice, uh, but if you get like if you're dual wielding like if you've got a high enough strength, if you're being a uh, berserker, you can probably dual wield like bastard swords or hammer or hammers or battle axes. And actually, you know, as we've gone on in in Ren's game, mm -hmm. we've had a little bit more. We have another system on top of it. The artifacts you've added, yes, uh, <laughs> that might be the way to go. Is this dual weapon style? Hmm. Um, just because that raw number is so high for us, absurdly high yeah. for a Dragon Age game. Our raw numbers are like. What do I fucking add? Like, it's it's not a fun number. It's like a 17. Woo! It is damblage. <laughs> oh, man. that's a, That does sound about right, especially once everyone's gotten their bonuses in. Yeah, yeah, So if, like, static damage, dual... I don't know if Aubergine would ever not use his sword, though. I don't think that's in his yeah. heart. That's fair. Like, there's doing it well, and there's doing mm -hmm. it aubergine. <laughs> you could see, I could see it going either way. Um, but dual weapon style, uh, at novice degree, you get your choice between the plus one to attack or plus one to defense when you turn it on. You do have to also activate a stance to do it, so Oops. it would require a bit of wind-up for you to turn on your berserk and then turn on your dual weapon style, and then you have to wait a turn. Uh, but you're you're psyching yourself up. But that will show up that one point of defense. Honestly, taking wind style again, mm -hmm. another style that Ren has built for the very elemental style uh, themed game. Mm -hmm. um, wind style is if I just run for a little bit, I go faster and get more defense because I'm all zippy, zippy zip, and I'm always running. So it works out very well. It actually can't. That's why I took it. It cancels mm -hmm. it out immediately. If you'd like to see some of that homebrew content, you'll probably be seeing it once the uh, Age Creators Alliance comes along and I get to include some of it. Berserker got zoomies, indeed. And yes, Blaze, uh, if you are surrounded as a Berserker, you are in a target-rich environment. Yeah. That's what you call it. Uh, what's next? Maybe don't. <laughs> I mean... Action economy, they're just going to keep rolling against your defense, which is down. <laughs> Like, there's a lot of things here. Mm -hmm. Just be careful. Dual or don't. Uh, as it's Actually, I was going to mention that dual weapon style does specifically state that the weapon in your offhand, you only get half your strength to the damage. Mm. But if, the, if, if you're getting just the straight plus three to damage from being a berserker, and also you probably have a high strength already, you're probably not going to feel it that bad. I mean, the difference between a 17 and a 14, mm. half my strength. Right. I got plus seven. Or no, I mm -hmm. I think I have a... No, I think I just got seven. I just got seven. Because I had I had one given to me by the artifact, and mm -hmm. I've also done one of those double dips, because we're uh, 12 now. Good. Yes. Yeah. That so, sounds right. After ten, it gets hard to get them up there. But, mm -hmm. 
I'm going to get that big ass weapon. <laughs> I'm so excited good. for someone to get big to get that get a big huge oh, a giant a big giant. Like it's already I'm I am 4 <laughs> and a half feet tall. <laughs> and my weapon's already a little bit bigger than me. Uh-huh. Like, it's, it's just going to be a surfboard. It's going to turn into a surfboard. Uh, it's it's going to be Final Fantasy. And then, you're, and then you're just going to have, like, a skyscraper girder that you just kind of drag around. I just can't wait for somebody to, like, challenge me to a fight. And yes. I have to, like, I can't walk around with this inside. Where's my sword? I have to, like, go out and drag okay, it out. I left my sword outside. I have to. It can't come in. Oh, what are those, like, sword <laughs> tattoos? Is that in this game? Uh, that would be if you marked. are if you are the marked you can store can't it, fit it in, in the tattoo can't fit it in yeah you're going uh, champion right yeah okay we're gonna I, come to that actually I thought I thought I'd be I thought it was four mm-hmm. specializations mm-hmm. for some reason and um in the core book playtest I think you could get I want to say like finish three specializations and then have still have one left over. It was. It was. That lit- may not be finalized uh, in the in the later core rulebook that is coming eventually, which is coming along eventually. Uh, last time we heard, actually, it was going to be uh, early next year in 2020, 2022. But it's just one of those things. Instinctually, my brain is like, "This will be my first specialization mm-hmm. for the leg from ten to twenty, and then I'll get my second one." Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work that way, right? <laughs> At least not right now. So. Um, it's on paper mm-hmm. in my like actual design document for Aubergine. Yeah, it's correct. I just instinctually want it to be the other way around. So unless it's in front of me, I will forget. Uh, maybe Aubergine could make his his sword be kind of like Cloud's uh, Advent Children's sword, where you like yeah. keep pulling it apart into smaller what? swords. What? <laughs> what? Go from two two handed style into dual weapon style. I could just get a, a second sword. <laughs> just get a just second Just as big. Very good. And then when you glue them together, that becomes the big huge. Oh no. Oh, that's <laughs> perfect. I love it. Final Fantasy swords all the way. Yes, please. Thank you, Duke. <laughs> and yes, Leona, he is currently working on getting a weapon that is probably a bit more than twice his size. Yay. One of these days. Like, it's not not going to be six foot tall. <laughs> it might be seven or eight feet tall. Hell yeah. And I just... There's going to be so many shenanigans where I'm trying to bring around what is essentially a playground side. Mm-hmm. And just, like, not be able to fit through doors. And little, little wiggle legs, like... <laughs> eh! Like, it got stuck on the ground behind me. <laughs> trying to go downstairs. Oh, God. I just have to carry it all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, uh, the one I had in mind was... Uh, ooh, yeah. If you're going two-handed style... Yes, the yes and thank you. It works very well with this. Uh, My Duplow isn't gives, two, it's one. Now it's one, so now... At, even before you get to Master Degree, for six stun points you get a mighty and a lethal blow. And, then and it, one left over. And one, and then when you hit Master Berserker, it's you got you still got one left over. And assuming that you're... It's, of course, by the time you've got Master Degree, you're getting close to generating one extra stun point forever. Mm-hmm. So you still have one left over. So now you'd have two left over. Mm. Yeah, so... Assuming that you got seven stun points. And you usually just put that into Pierce Harbor. I mean, that's that's a good way to be. So... Yes, please. <laughs> but 
Two-handed style gives you a little battlefield control, discount to Mighty Blow, chance to... Re and, and once you've rolled all those dice, if all of them come up bad, if you're a master of two-handed style, you can just re-roll it. And I'm very soon to get that master of two-handed style. Oh, very good. It's it's coming up. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, other things have been absolutely necessary first. Yes. But uh, I definitely like the, the ability to just not enjoy a roll. Mm-hmm. A damage roll comes up bad, and you're probably going to be rolling a lot of dice every now and then. You're just going to roll up like four ones. You're like, eh, I don't think so. Yeah. I have tra I have done this too many times to really accept. So, discounts to Mighty Blow and Lethal Blow, plus three to melee damage, re-rolling bad damage rolls, you are going to be a terror. And uh, each time you hit, especially with the two-hand specialization, mm -hmm. each time you hit, you get a free skirmish, essentially. You get so, like, that being surrounded, you can essentially knock them back. Oh, God. Um, would you, Ren, yes. allow a lightning attack to skirmish them both? Uh, I don't see why not. You hit two people with it. No, uh, hmm. hit, can I hit the same person with the lightning attack, or it must be a set? Uh, if you've pushed them out of the if you've pushed them away, well, like, stunts, stunts take place at any point you like, so if you do hit them twice... If you want to scoot them two squares, I'd be dead. It would be the very, like, Final Fantasy bullshit where, like, one sword and they, like, get stuck into place and then the second sword knocks oh them. Oh, God. Like, they kind of tumble back. Ugh. Do that thing where you get the sword stuck and then you throw them. Yeah. Uh. Ooh. They, Ooh. I just skewer somebody and have to shake them off. Get up. No, don't. Uh. Ooh. Where my knights go? There they are. Thank you. Nice to see you again. Um, going with single weapon style is a cure is an interesting choice, I think, for a, for a berserker because it is very defense focused. Mm -hmm. uh, goodness, I think it's novice degree. You activate it, you just get plus one to defense. Uh, second journeyman degree, it becomes plus two to defense. Uh, and a master degree as a single weapon style, you cannot be outnumbered. You, no one gets bonuses for outnumbering you. Because, because you have excellent awareness of the battlefield. So this is just treble. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, that that that's, uh, that's what I'm working on for him. <laughs> but, uh... Shoot. Uh, but you, all those damage bonuses you're getting from Berserker can really help the fact that you are wielding one weapon at a time. Yeah. Now, single weapon style, that won't work with dual weapon... Mm -mm. Can't do them both at the same time. You're not just really good at wielding two single weapons. <laughs> You're no. good at wielding weapons as a pair. Yes. So uh, there are some. There are plenty of styles that I think you can absolutely do together, like dual weapon style and unarmed style. Does Nalir, you have two fists? Does Nalir use? Uh, a He's using weapon and shield style. I think, if I recall correctly. I guess that works. He was going polearm style for a little while. I don't know, don't know if he's still doing that. I think I I think it was just too similar to Silrin. Mm-hmm. But anyway. That's fair. Uh, and I mean, go on that weapon and shield style, you're gonna get very nice defense. And and he do. He do. He do he very do. good. Uh, I will just have to make sure to keep reminding him that uh the threatened stunt is cheap for him, so if he wants to make people attack him, he's got a stunt for that. And he, he was doing good things with that in the last game. Um, yes, miracles he was. to multi. Yeah. Miracles will do that. Uh, there can be <laughs> miracles. We're demonetized. <laughs> uh, the similar issue with dual weapon style, though, for single weapon style, is that it is an act that is a mode that you have to turn on. So activate, when, activate, activate, activate. That's my turn, guys. I'll see you next time. I've done that.
you know, sometimes sometimes it's, you you can you can wind it up over a couple of turns, but if you got to get it going right away, then you got to get going right away. <laughs> Warrior go burr. Warrior go burr. Uh, if you are playing Blue Rose and you will play a Berserker, there is nothing in the rules about not being able to cast spells. Uh, you are a warrior, so you don't get spells like an adept does, but you can still take talents like Arcane Potential, uh, which just gives you a spell for every degree. Uh, or, if you want to get very uh, thematically appropriate, you can go Wild Arcane. Oh no. Occasionally, spells just jump out of you, and I think that's very thematically appropriate for a Berserker. Just, like, blame lunch. <clears throat> Tacos. <laughs> Tacos. Fire shaping. <laughs> uh, and it may seem a bit obvious but if you're playing a Raiden Berserker you're probably going to want to take that Tooth and Claw talent it's, you know if, you, if you're getting a melee combat as a Raiden take that Tooth and Claw it's very good it's only going to stack more with your Berserker talent Rawr. Uh Berserkers don't do much for ranged warriors but no. uh, the Lethal Blows stunt discount does not require the attack to be a melee attack oh uh, you will probably not be going ranged because n no, none of the rest of the specialization benefits you. But, you know, if you, maybe if you took throw weapon style and you've maybe got some throwing axes on you, that lethal blow could still work on that thrown axe. I hate that guy over there! <laughs> You're within range! Oh, no. Within, within three squares? It... Yes. While we were in... Um... Oh, that's not the name of it. Um, the W land, the far the uh, Winsless. Winsless. Yeah. While we were in Winsless, uh, did they have like that kind of ninja vibe at all? Not particularly. Much more of a Jedi vibe. Okay. If if anyone around Aubergine throws like ninja stars or mm -hmm. kunai or something, and like <laughs> he's immediately gonna yeah, jump on it. It's it's an entirely different <laughs> combat style he's never seen before. Mm -hmm. This type of it would be very showy mm -hmm. to him it seems showy but to them sure. it just is what's efficient and what hides their next move which is very important for them throne weapon style i think it's underestimated just because none of the none of the none of the weapons that you use for it have a lot of reach or necessarily a lot of damage dice but uh the novice degree i think is you just you get plus one to attacks with them because you're very you're used to throwing stuff uh, journeyman degree, I think, is that you can reload your throne. Uh, that's another one of the rough things, is that it does require you a minor action to pull out one of the thrown weapons and then toss it until but, you hit journeyman degree when it becomes a free action. Yeah, but you're not running, hopefully. Mm, ideally. Uh, but when you hit that master degree, pierce armor with a thrown weapon does penetrating damage. This feels like something, uh, Froth would need in the form of bow and arrows, which mm -hmm. is almost always where like Molly's shown. If you're doing the sharpshooter, yeah, yeah you get Molly's that already shown damage. plenty of it. But... Mm -hmm. Ow! <laughs> that minus one to defense will get you every time. Oh, oh, <laughs> you okay. It just hit the nail. I I moved my foot in just the okay. right way, and like I hit my toenail real yeah. hard on a hard surface. That's all. Don't get too mad. We gotta keep this table. I just kind of. Well, I, I already well, I broke some we, of it. Uh, if, if I mean, it's this is a very old table. Yeah. It would not survive. Uh, let's see. What do we got? If you are a berserker who takes the arcane dabbler talent, it does require a little bit of mad, but of mutual attribute dependency. Uh, 
But uh, you can, or, or if you've got some spellcasting friends who are wondering what spells to cast on you, I do have some suggestions for being a berserker who either has spellcasting or has spellcasting friends. Uh, if you're playing Dragon Age, uh, the Flaming Weapons, Frost Weapons, and Telekinetic Weapons trio. If you can, uh, preferably all three if you can. I like Naoki hanging out with Klein. With, yeah, with the Telekinetic Weapons. I would love Naoki just always on me and always giving me telekinetic <laughs> weapons. Yeah, go get him, champ. But we don't always need... There's much more useful things for Naoki to be doing than making my particular damage large when mm -hmm. the entire party could be doing something else. Right. Eh, you never know. Um, if you're playing Dragon Age, there's also always the heroic uh, spells, particularly like heroic offense, heroic defense. Uh, and the other ones are escaping me at the moment. Uh, but the heroic, the heroic line of spells is a good way to be. Uh, from Fantasy Age, we have a list. Uh, <laughs> healing Touch. You're probably going to take a couple of licks. Uh, Protective Winds is a good one. If you, that, Those should be specifically if you are playing Berserker Arcane Dabbler. It gives you a bonus to defense and gives enemies penalties to attack you when they are met next to you because they're being buffeted by winds. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, Stone Cloak, if you are an arcane dabbler, add your willpower to add your willpower to armor. Or, or no, not add your willpower to armor. Your will your armor becomes your will your willpower becomes armor. Oh. And if okay. if the armor you're wearing on top is heavier, you would take that one instead, but if you've got a really boss willpower, then yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I have the big armor already, so mm -hmm. Fair Sad. Uh, flaming weapons yeah, of course, same thing with Dragon Age, same thing with Frost Weapons down the list. Um, most of the Heroic Arcana and the Fate Arcana will benefit a Berserker. Uh, I looked at that when we did the playtest for mm -hmm. my... Because, I mean, um, what's what's the, the face called? Uh, the Envoy. The Envoy? Mm -hmm. The Envoy doesn't have anything that's just like you work better from the back. Uh -huh. It doesn't say you are less defensive. It, it doesn't, doesn't. It doesn't say you can't wield a weapon. You just don't get those other specialties. So you can come in there with some armor. You can do a little mm -hmm. damage, this and that. You don't um, get a lot of armor as an envoy, uh, but you do get fighting as a primary ability. Yeah, and I leaned into it. I definitely yeah. looked at that uh, heroic and fate arcana. Um, so you know you can just spin a little tale about how great you are for sure, and uh, they kind of believe it. Again, this is playtest content. Certainly not finalized. Might be. Uh, shocking shield is a fun one. If somebody's getting actually hitting you with your low defense, yeah, you punish them a little bit. Uh, power of the wild. If maybe you haven't gotten your strength up there just yet, and you'd love to have the strength of like a black bear, and get like just jump straight to like I think I think they have a five, six strength naturally, maybe a little higher than that. <laughs> Um, I wonder. Yeah. Like, I mean, so, uh, there's some cool spells here that make, that make, we looked, we looked at the, uh, the wild magic, mm -hmm. and, like, so you could get, at, like, level six, you can get two attacks per round, uh -huh. and if your strength was bumped up to bear, mm -hmm. and you had armor of your willpower, would not be a bad place to be. Not be a bad place to be. Uh, if you are taking folks out, like a Berserker, you might appreciate Draw Upon Death. 
to give a little boost to your weapons and armor, you can take the uh, spells from the enchantments, uh, enchantment arcana, enchant weapon, uh-huh, and enchant uh-huh. armor. What's draw upon death do? A draw upon death, I believe, is uh, when an enemy dies uh, within oh. a certain uh, distance away from you, uh, you gain health. That's not our group. It's a death arcana spell, so... Yeah, it's not our group. Yeah, probably for a different character concept. Nah, uh, not thiscampaign.com. Not thiscampaign.com. Um, oh, yes, uh, Blaze. Heroic Aura. That one's a good one. I think that one's... Uh, I think that one's a higher defense bonus, and maybe a little extra against ranged attacks, I think. Um, next, uh, especially, for, especially for melee and ranged attacks, Displacement. If you feel like being an illusionist berserker, <laughs> you can. You, what that? That's plus two to defense against ra- melee attacks and plus five to defense against ranged attacks. Jeez. Wild. Uh, and in that same vein, invisibility. No one needs an invisible berserker. Uh, it's, it, it, it's, um, I believe how it works is when it, you turn invisible when you cast the spell, but if you take a, uh, aggressive action, it drops until the start of your next turn, in which case you become inv- invisible again. And so if you need to scoot around for a while or you need to take a defensive position, it could be good to just have that invisibility kicking in. And invisibility is, uh, if they actually attack, manage to hit your square, that's still plus five to defense. Jeez. Wild. There, uh, so, to a degree, mm-hmm. uh, not exactly a berserker, I have a cleric that's themed like a druid that mm-hmm. plays like a paladin in 5e, and it happens to have a racial trait that lets it do mm-hmm. wild step once, once per rest. Uh-huh. And so I can slip into invisibility, do my movement... Mm-hmm. And then pop back out wherever I should please. Ooh. And if I don't do an aggressive action, I stay invisible until the next turn pops on. Mm-hmm. And or I can hit somebody, turn invisible, and run away. The spell invisibility does last for the rest of the encounter. Oh, that is very good. Yeah, you fantasy would... <laughs> age not having counter tokens for like every spell you cast mm-hmm. can be ridiculous because if we go too many rounds, then every spell is on and fuck numbers. But um. <laughs> Uh, you will have to be a master of arcane dabbler in order to get in, in order to get invisibility for yourself, uh, because as it is a journeyman spell. And if you were playing arcane dabbler, you would get one journeyman spell. But that is quite the choice, I think. Mm. Oh, where'd my companion go? Oh, it's all the way over there. I'll go find it later. <laughs> uh, of course, if you're going into the protection. Arcana, that's always a solid choice, especially Arcane Shield if you have a good willpower. And you need a pretty good willpower to get into Berserker in the first place, so you might already be there. Uh, And of course, Missile Shield uh, to protect you from all those incoming missile attacks. (laughs) Pardon me. If you're playing Blue Rose, you might consider taking Arcane Strike slash Arcane Weapon, which just makes if your arcane strike for your melee for your unarmed strikes and arcane weapon if you're holding a weapon to make it an arcane uh to make it an arcane attack which can help against getting help getting past some particular creature's defenses uh enhancement just lets you add a bonus to someone's ability score and that one could be yours if you want to go for a real high target number you may add plus five to an ability oh but it's like i think that one's like target number 21 oh 
It's it's rough. Uh, Blue Rose is very... Uh, That's rough, buddy. That is rough, buddy. Blue Rose is very particular about its uh, target numbers and You its can outcomes. do it. You just... It's hard to get them numbers. Yeah, plus five with a 21. Mm. Mm. Meanwhile, Eunice is just oh. popping out those, those you, spell checks nonstop. <laughs> you divide the bonus between strength and dexterity. Okay. Oh. And you may re- choose a lesser bonus to reduce the chance of fatigue occurring. Oh, yep, and the fatigue is the test. The fatigue result test is the test result. So if you're going for a real high high enhancement, you better be going to roll a good willpower to not get tired. If you burn a lot of calories. You learn burn a lot of calories. Go eat a donut. <laughs> uh, one that sounded very fun to me, Psychic Weapon. Uh, it does 2d6 plus perception penetrating damage when you hit somebody with it. Okay. You don't get to add strength to it, unfortunately. But, but it's you, just an extra source of damage per turn. But you, uh, it would actually be like you create the weapon and you wield it per, physically. Oh. But you would still get to add your like, plus three to melee damage, your discount on uh, lethal blow, and any other stunts that help you wield a weapon, because you can make the psychic weapon into any kind of weapon you like. I mean, if you're really threading a line... And you're getting some damage from some other things. Mm-hmm. Like if you were two-handed style and then you psychic up a two-handed mm-hmm. weapon, um, you're berserking, you get that plus three. That The strength may not be there, mm-hmm. but what if you put those points into, I don't know, dex and con? So you were able to do the berserky things. It does free you up. But you are, you are more likely to be able to enjoy being dodgy or mm-hmm. more hearty. Um, et cetera, or et cetera. Using your off your off levels to add more to to perception. Percept yeah. Which would add and, more damage and just And like I said, with off useful. levels, spreading thin there's no reason to spread thin your off levels. Mm-hmm. Um they don't really work together as an engine too well. Um each each mm-hmm. one's kind of their own silo. Yeah. And it oh, oh god, it like I said, it's almost hard not to keep investing in perception and will. Like, there, it's good to have it's good to have when you need it. Like I just Communications, yeah, when I'm done. Put <laughs> some stuff there when the, I have to put plus fives into uh, things. It looks like we've given Blaze some ideas for enemies. Invisible, oh, no. Invisible Berserker. Tell me more. Okay, so if you watch <laughs> Steven Universe, the Smile Island gem. Oh. Oop, where'd I go? Here we are. Hello, everybody. How's it going? You having fun? Uh... So, and then we're going to go into talking about combos with other specializations. You get two of these things. Maybe more than two. So, uh, what maybe. goes what goes well with a Berserker? Um, I was actually... And the first one I came up with was the one you picked. was Champion. Oh, yeah. Uh, it gives damage bonuses to yourself and your friends. It gives a defense bonus, which helps shore up that one point that you're missing. Uh, and it rewards warriors who charge a bunch. Not only that... But if you happen to spare some points into communication, mm-hmm. it does offer a bit of a buffer uh, to uh, incoming damage by healing AoE. People... That one's uh, Commander. Were you commander? going Commander or Champion? Commander. Okay, gotcha. Oh, my bad. That's okay. Hmm. Commander's also good. That inspire talent, that inspire stunt is very nice. Yeah, you inspire, I think, to do more uh, damage mm-hmm. Um at first and then eventually it mm-hmm. mutates into the you you kind of pick everyone's spirits up mm-hmm. if you take away the like very necessary game mechanics of numbers mm-hmm. you're not like restoring wounds by shouting at them it's just those those times 
they didn't get super stabbed, you mm-hmm. kind of reinvigorate them so they can continue dodging. Yes. So. Can also work well with the Inspire talent if you go the Commander route. Yeah. But Commander, just specifically because Aubergine's supposed to start, like, leading. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, that I, is, that'll, be, that'll be good, I think. That is their end goal, like, character goal, so. Very good. I'm not sure if I should have said that. Oh, mm. well. Eh. Uh, Paladin offers more damage boosts when you battle foes of your patron, uh, and particularly rewards you if you use stunts like Lethal Blow against an enemy of your patron, uh, which is only going to make you nastier in the right encounter. You add willpower to damage. You already had to boost willpower a bit to get into Berserker. Say, doesn't Paladin also reduce your Mighty Blow towards them? Uh, It does not. But when you use Mighty Blow or Lethal Blow against an enemy of your patron, you add your willpower to the damage. Okay. So just, it sweetens the deal. Mm -hmm. Um, Usually you're already a warrior Mm -hmm. beforehand, and so you've already gotten Mighty Blow at one Mm -hmm. uh, as you go down the line. Yes. At level four, level six. It's not too far. Uh, let's see. Combine If you are combining Fantasy Age and Blue Rose, uh, let's see. Combining with Fantasy Age and Blue Rose, uh, King, uh, Blue, sorry, Fantasy Age and Blue Rose Bard. I was not reading that correctly. Um, but if you are using a bard, if you're playing a bard, you can be a very sort of scald concept. Uh, and those damage bonuses that you give out as a bard go to you too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm certain that zero people in the party don't appreciate all the free rerolls. Oh, gods. Rerolls. There's so many rerolls when you have a bard in the party. Uh, like, I mean, we kind of saw it a little bit with Pathfinder. Getting a reroll build can really change the flavor of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really shifts the power of the players. It does. Um, to not really have to think outside the box... If you spend a whole character to make that box change. Mm-hmm. So. I like failing. I like being forced to think outside the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, oh my god. <laughs> when those numbers just roll low on the thing you have, like, the highest plus in. Just stinks. It stinks. Creates a good memory. Yes. I've never had one of those that I've looked back and just like, man, could I not have rolled higher? It was just like, and then we, and then someone saved my ass, or mm-hmm. um, the next, the enemy also rolled low, and we laughed at it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like... Glorious melee combat. Yeah, there's always more. There's always more to come from a low roll. So. Yeah. Fail forward. Fail forward. Uh, let's see. Using your actions to demoralize your foes can also be a surprisingly effective combo. Uh, if you are playing Dragon Age, Reaver... Uh, I'm definitely, I'm sure I mentioned this back in the original Berserker episode, but, oh boy, putting Berserker together with Reaver is terrifying, because that's, that's a lot of penetrating damage happening in in an area of effect. You take some of it yourself, but, but everybody's dying around you. (laughs) Reaver is weird, Reaver is scary, and Berserker just, just compounds the feelings. Just... Uh, amp that up to 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yep, Liana. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you are f- being, if you are taking mounted specializations with Berserker, you could get some really wild, really wild combos. Uh, like if you were going Outrider or Knight, 
You can be a very mobile berserker who is getting big bonuses on uh, movement uh, or, uh, in the case of the knight, uh, access to the lance's weapon group and very, very painful charge attacks. Uh, if you're going Outrider and you have a very high dex mount, uh, the, I believe the novice degree of Outrider, well, one of the degrees of Outrider lets you decide to uh, if you or your riot mount are being attacked, uh, you use the higher of your two defenses. So if you've got a high defense mount, uh, that can really help you out while you're berserking. Eunice wanted to provide that to Aubergine, mm. but that would also require Aubergine to take that full special. What if they were doing other things? Yeah, and... you could do. You could you could ride on Eunice's back, but that specialization would really let you like get a lot of benefits out of yeah, it. Yeah, it just it's as like I'd rather. Rather than having one person do something a little bit better, having two people... Action economy. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, we don't need to metagame, but at the same time, there are just some choices that are just flat out more efficient. Yeah. And they're not better, they're not good, they're not right, but it's just... If you want... If you are... If you are there to feel effective and uh, to be able to handle things, mm -hmm. this will be the better benefit and it'll just it'll feel more like that mm -hmm. um and that's always good but like you know you do you <laughs> you do you Ooh, pardon me let's say uh if you're expecting lots of adventure on the high seas pirate serves a berserker very well Ooh. if you are standing on the deck of a ship you get plus one to defense and damage favor terrain just ship First, first, first novice degree. It's it's already shoring up your defense and shoring giving you up. more. Oh, uh, uh, hang on. Where's the button? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is a good one. I do have a button for that one. I thought it was going to be the womp womp womp. I mean, womp. I have that one too. <laughs> oh, we were we fulfilled the Jess oath. <laughs> there we go. There it we is. got a word play in. We got a pun in. Okay. Jess would be proud. Uh, but if you are playing a pirate, uh, you get further damage bonuses and stunt discounts when you're on a ship, making you a sea reaver. Uh, if you go with Slayer, Slayer and Berserker, in the right encounters, can be horrific for their for their enemies. I think I looked at Slayer. That is in Fantasy Age? That one is in Fantasy yeah, Age. Yeah, that was one of the ones that was on the drawing board. Mm -hmm. I forget it entirely. Uh, you pick a specific type of enemy yeah. and you get big old bonuses to tracking them down and destroying them i was thinking undead mm -hmm. good or choice. like aberrations both good choices both in this campaign mm -hmm. would have been well but like aubergine's not about the finishing them aubergine's mm -hmm. more about the glory of mm -hmm. of perfection absolutely so. But uh, that master degree as a slayer. Incidentally, if you're going slayer, I would highly recommend you check out the blue rose version because it includes a line that I think makes it just a bit more helpful. Um, but the not master degree is that if you are facing your your chosen foes, all of your combat talents, all of your combat style talents are considered to be one degree of one rank higher. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! And I think uh, if you are already a master in one of them, you just get a plus two to damage. Hot damn. Wild. You just, I mean, you just, I'm you are facing here you to plus just, six. Yeah. Plus three talents. Yeah, if you got like three talents at master degree, I don't know if they stack or not, but they, I mean, 
if you've taken you the time take to the master, bonus, yeah. If you've taken the time to master three spe- three whole talents, then I, I don't see any problem giving you a bunch of damage bonuses. And you, you're in the right encounter. You have the right combo of specializations. You're going to disintegrate somebody. Boop, boop, boop. Uh, what was next? Totem Warrior, I thought. Again, yes. another excellent add to almost any class. Uh, in particular, if you go with the Great Beast Totem, it, mm-hmm. syn- it syncs very well with Berserker. It gives you another, di- I think it gives you another discount on Lethal Blow. Yep. Takes, would take it down to three stunt points. Yep. That master degree, no, that'd be that just journeyman degree, uh, but in the novice degree, you get plus one to your da- to your melee to your damage rolls. I I really liked that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and the yeah. master degree, you get your willpower plus two as magical armor rating. And so, and that's not the same one as the the to- the tattooed. That is not the same as marked. Marked. Um, it was basically totem warrior or marked. I figured Mark would be more aubergine-y, just because mm-hmm. it's just, like, random shit. Like, <laughs> breathing water became a big deal in Winsless, mm-hmm. and I thought it'd be so good to come out of that and just be like, I think I understand something, and just start, like, breathing water, just watching everyone Get some, out. just, like, stick, like, a magical woody, t- woody peel-off tattoo on yourself, and... <laughs> like, just, just, just funny what? things like that, but, like... <laughs> The um the totem warrior was right there, mm-hmm. and the only difference was storyline. Mm-hmm. Aubergine was supposed to be more champion, or um yes, the other one, the one commander. I actually, commander, commander, commander is a good one. Yeah, uh, I did not put it in this list because I didn't think of it. Uh, I didn't think it had any particular like just like straight war synergizes with berserker, but yeah. it gives you a wider skill set. Yeah, it doesn't focus berserker. It mm-hmm. just um pulls up its its flaws yeah but also uh champion works well with my particular play group Mm -hmm. um it fits their personalities it fits how he would have shaped growing with them yeah is a big one but also it's just something that uh for storyline reasons just makes way more sense for a berserker of joy very good to grow into i like that so very good uh i did mention that uh um, Guardian would be a fairly poor choice, uh, because they, their play styles seem pretty contradictory to me, because Guardian would be fairly stationary, or at least you want to be, like, staying nearby the person that you're protecting, unless you're, you're using your Guardian powers on the warrior that's standing next to you, mm-hmm. which you could do. Uh, but they, neither, none of the powers really complemented each other, and... The place, the potential play style seems too different. Um, it 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 would be like choosing which. So it would be like building two different characters, but only having access to one of them each turn. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it wouldn't be that one character is stronger for having one brought in. Mm-hmm. It's that that character can sometimes act, and the other character can sometimes act, and they yeah. So it just as a numbers game, if you are comboing things, you're at level ten. Mm-hmm. Stuff starts to get pretty pointy. Numbers definitely start to skew. So, mm-hmm. and then like I looked at Gladiator long and hard because yeah. Aubergine was originally a Gladiator. I was wondering if you if you were gonna take that, but but I just it didn't work for raw damage reasons, and right. it really only works for speculative combat. It does it really only works for when you're surrounded by a crowd, and we just weren't. 
And coup de gras as a minor action did not does not quite seem like a coup, like a uh, like an aubergine thing. Nope. It doesn't seem in particular the mm-hmm. gladiatorial combat in Convergence. It also mm-hmm. would not fit. Yeah, no. Gladiators probably more of a thing in uh, uh, Gildarum. Mm-hmm. But they do have blood sports. Time-honored tradition. Uh, finally, uh, one, two, we are going to address using the Berserker in other age games. Which is a pretty easy one, because it's already in three out of the five age games. Um, and uh, you could probably make this specialization work in some modern age campaigns. Particularly if you're doing threefold. Because that one's already got, that one's already what speculative portal fantasy. Uh, you mean you could step out of New York City and end up in the middle of a fantasy world where there are people who have the Berserker specialization? You could be a character who comes from that world who are coming together uh, to work with the Sodality, and so that one's not a hard sell. But... I just I just imagined like <laughs> a, you tap into your ear inner Karen. My coffee wasn't hot enough! Ooh. Plus three damage. <laughs> Ooh. And then you got good customer service by pain of death. <laughs> was it really good, or was it just fear? Talk to the manager. By manager, I meant your maker. <laughs> uh, you would have a hard time, I think, getting the specialization into... The Expanse, being a relatively, relatively hard sci-fi. One of the writers does not say that does not call it hard sci-fi because, while while they put a lot of work into making sure to portray space travel as it might actually be once it becomes commercial, they also definitely have zombies. Also, definitely have zombies. So, <laughs> you know, like, and if you're not. If you're not in all, like, if you're just surrounded by technology all your life, mm-hmm. you may not really find it fascinating or dedicate yourself to it. Mm-hmm. Um, your emotions might, you might still just be a raw little edgelord sitting yeah. somewhere and you it's just true. get real angry with that laser. Like, that's true. You could do that. Ooh, you know, at the same time, you know, if you get the cons character concepts good enough, then GMs, go for it. Could be fun. Uh, and it could be part of some sort of maybe like an obscure fighting style or because this is science fiction we do it could be some strange science programs yeah well yeah there definitely could be like oh we thought it would help the kids like concentrate (laughs) but just Uh make some fixate protogen up to stuff and then you just you get locked in rage Mm mm-hmm uh, harder, uh, so you said, well, not harder, but, uh, I was going to say harder for science fiction, but I was going to say settings like Lazarus, um, which is pretty solidly, like, modern age, helicopters, uh, environmental disasters. Lazarus is not a setting that I would want to play. Uh, I'm sure some, plenty of folks enjoy it. It's just a bit of a bummer. Every... It's uh, like mega corporations rule the world now. The world has been destroyed by uh, been destroyed by uh, by climate change. If you are not working with the fa- with the rich families, you are literally called waste. Yeah, you know, and it's it's sometimes fun to topple those worlds. Yes, but once you actually complete the campaign and topple it, that world is ceased to be. It has to change. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a lot of work, right? To blah. What I find a lot of those games are interesting at. Are where you you help a fringe. Mm-hmm. There's like one particular like 
the corporations, of course, can't just make mm-hmm. riot mobs nonstop. Hate them. Um, they give some things away. Think of like mm-hmm. uh, Samurai Jack. Yes. Like they kind of just make do as long as the as long as the gears aren't turned too hard mm-hmm. on the populace. They just at least make do. Um, and so, but occasionally you find those uprisings where they can't take it anymore and absolutely they revolt. So you could be one of those small revolts. Very Um, good. So you would be helping out that one particular manager of like your local area sect, Mm -hmm. um, like labor force. They are being a problem. It's not that you need to free everybody. It's just that this person's not playing by the rules. You know, it occurs to me that now that I'm thinking about the cover of the Lazarus source book, I think it does have a guy with a morning star screaming at the camera. So Berserker actually might not be that hard of a of sell. You push, you push a There's worker a, too much. <laughs> There's a lot of swords on that I, book. I mean, this is this is actually a fairly good concept. Mm-hmm. Um, think about the uh, midlife crisis trope that we have. <laughs> oh man, that guy just typing on a computer no. every day the same Slack comment. Keyboard every warrior. day that somebody says you didn't do it right every day Whoa. you aren't appreciated for what you feel as something berserker Ooh. one day you just flip the whole cubicle you just you take your uh grab your yardstick or ruler nearby you just stab your monitor and start swinging oh my i mean i want to see that campaign happen let's see uh, is there anything else you'd like to add about your, you have the most experience playing a Berserker out of all of us. Has it been fun? Yeah, no, uh, it's been wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we, what it really comes down to is, uh, getting yourself the ability. So like everyone wants to feel good. Everyone wants to feel validated. We play these hero fantasy games. We project a little. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, it does feel good to do the big number. It yes. does feel good to kind of play dumb. Like, I mean, I am purposefully distracting myself while we play so Aubergine can ask inane questions later. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's a lot of backtrack with me, and I love the flavor of being like a kid with ADHD that also doesn't quite get concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, it's been real good to just have this little bit of, like, I can do it. And when you throw down a number, like... Uh, oh, hey, they take 36 points of damage. Whew. And everyone just like, fuck. I mean, you've essentially like created a shockwave yeah, with that blow. Even um, even for someone with 100 health, that's more than a third of their, of their health gone in one swing. And that's like my average. That's not my highest number we've rolled in game. <laughs> no, it's not. So like... No, it ain't. Um, <laughs> it feels real good to have the big number. Mm-hmm. Um, it does feel good to kind of also like play a little dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, I've stopped doing it. If you've noticed in the first chapter, Aubergine, um, got dicey with health points. Yeah. He finally fell during the light, uh, the zap battle. Yes. And, um, he got scared and then he's been more attentive to, uh, Nalir ever since always at Nalir's side. Oh. And then, so now he's kind of realizing that I don't, like, Nilir can be at my side. 
and so like he'll grow he'll grow into that it's much more controlled mm-hmm. but still coming from this point of just sheer i can do it mm-hmm. and to to take that little that big ass sword mm-hmm. basically having to do like a weird cartwheel thing to maneuver it with yeah. his tiny little noodle arms and just like guillotine around um it's They're very thick little arms yeah yeah like okay <laughs> I always picture him as kind of like lanky, like yeah. kid. He's just most of it is like the sword is literally on his back mm-hmm. because he can't carry it otherwise. He's but I he's like been that. he's been swinging it for quite some time. He's probably gotten a little. He can carry it a little more. He's figured easy. out the weight and the distribution. Yeah, and can get the momentum where he needs it to be. Yeah, because he he was using it on and off like weekly mm-hmm. when he was like visiting the gladiatorial stuff and like practicing yeah um but you know like it wasn't until like 14 when they're like oh you know like we have some apprentices at 14 he's like i turned 14 next week and he got out <laughs> he got out there and he had his birthday it's session one session zero i believe mm-hmm. um you know taking in that was one of his best days ever that was his best birthday it was a good birthday and it hasn't stopped really since <laughs> oh um, yeah you know you're right He's just and so he's had two two ish months, uh, two ish uh, months of ten days. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's definitely adapted, and so maybe I, I maybe I can start getting away from the kind of noodle arms visions of him. Um, but yeah, this campaign is a lot happening a lot faster than I realized. Some of mm-hmm. our other campaigns that are like, oh, a year happened between these two. But either way. Mm-hmm. Um, just, in world, yeah. it has been very, very fast. Yeah, a lot of stuff has happened. Just kind of like roll with the blows. Um, the character, cla- the character can come from the class. Mm-hmm. The class can from the care. The class can come from the character, and I really love leaning into both of them. Yes, and for something that lets lets just unbridled um, emotion out with little care to how it's going to appear later it's very therapeutic for me and uh so be a little ragey go ahead and scream and smack that pillow like don't if it's not really going to harm something let loose and i think that's where berserkers shine i like that to either harm or not harm you're right well i think that's all we have for our show tonight uh, for the folks in the chat, thank you so much for joining us. It's been good to have you along. Um, and Keith, thank you for coming on again. Uh, thank you out there uh, for listening to the Adventure Game Engine Interest Series. You can join us and other fans on the D20 Radio Discord or for the Green Ronin Age Appropriate Discord. Uh, we have our own channel on the D20 Radio Discord. Uh, we don't have our own Discord. You know, we've, we've got a whole bunch of Discords where other folks are doing stuff. Uh, feel free to join us in all of these places. Uh, have a good time. Leave us a message with questions or your custom creations. Tell us how your age games are going. We love it. Thank you very much for listening. You folks have a good night. Thank you for listening to the Adventure Game Engine Interest Series. If you like what we do, please consider supporting us on our Patreon. If you support us at only $3 per month, you get to vote on our Patreon-only poll, which is worth twice as many votes as the other polls. Anything you can contribute is appreciated. You can find a link to our Patreon on our blog in the post for this show. If you'd like to keep up with the show, you can follow us on our Facebook or Twitter. Feel free to leave a comment or a question, or even tell us how your age games are going. We do love to hear. Feel free to comment on our show on SoundCloud, and if you can, please leave us a review on iTunes or Google Podcasts. It really helps us out. 
The music and sound effects you heard on the show all came from Sirenscape, the legendary program for providing sound effects and music for your tabletop games. You can get started for free if you want to try it out first, and subscribing gives you wider access to the impressive and still-growing library of sounds for fantasy, sci-fi, modern, superhero, horror, and other types of games. Take a listen to Sirenscape, my friends, because your epic games need epic sound. This is Ren, wishing lots of sixes on that stunt die. Please take care, everyone, and we'll see you next time.